Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. She's Alyssa, she's new, and she's next. And now, from the legendary Studio B, so you're in Seattle with Gregor. She's got the makings of a real great Pacific Northwesterner. She loves the outdoors and hiking and dogs. Got a lot of those in this city. And loves rock and roll music. I think she's going to be a perfect fit for 1077 The End. But you can be the judge for yourself. So far, she's been very nice to me. Let's see what you think after we sit down and talk about what it's like to live in Seattle, love rock and roll, and head out to the park with your dog to bark at stuff. I don't think Alyssa actually barks at stuff. I just, that would just hit the music. Okay, so you've actually officially used the studio then? Yes. Okay, well, that's good. You're off to a flying start. Um, Good morning, Alyssa. We're drinking coffee cups. You already have the quintessential Seattle coffee cup because you're soaking in all of Seattle. (laughs) And in my sub pop, zip up. Yeah, awesome. I actually, I bought that at the airport, so I had some kind of just sweatshirt or hoodie because I didn't didn't have any, you know, sweatshirts with me because... You know, Georgia. Oh, yeah. Atlanta so, is like 95 degrees every day. Who the hell wears a sweatshirt? <laughs> when you got here, was it refreshing how cool it was outside? Uh, every day. Honestly, every day I walk outside and I'm like, thank you. Like, I, I don't feel like I want to jump back in the shower right away or I can actually breathe walking down the street. Yeah, the other day someone was complaining about humidity to me and I was like, that is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I travel to Georgia frequently and I haven't been there yet in like the dead of the summer. And it seems like it's just awful. But like... My whole family's in like the Midwest, and so I go in the summer, and it's just miserable. I've moved three times in the summer there. Yeah, it's like to punish myself. I don't know. Do you you pay for it yourself, or do you have someone do it? Uh, No, I had my friends. I I rented a U-Haul, and I was like, hey, guys, you know, let me know what beer you want. Come help me just move boxes for a couple hours. Like, I don't have a lot of stuff, you know? That's so cool. That's uh, kind of the life of radio, though, right? You can't like, I've now lived in Seattle long enough where I have so much crap uh, last time we moved, it was just bananas. We hired guys, like, just in-town move. It's fine. We hired them, and they looked at me like, well, how do you have this much crap? I'm like, I, I threw, like, half of it away! <laughs> anyway, um, so welcome to Seattle. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So far, so good? So far, so good, You're yeah. beaming. Every time I see you're glowing from excitement of, like, <laughs> being here. Um, had you uh, had you traveled to Seattle before you ever came here to interview or anything? Had you stepped foot here? No. Uh, I've been to California a bunch because I have family there, but never. And I've always wanted to come here. Uh, me and my friends were actually talking about it before I even uh, interviewed for this job because we were looking for new places to hike. And um, we did a lot of that in North Georgia. There are a lot of actually like real random just waterfalls that you'll stumble upon, like part of the Appalachian Trail. So we would do stuff there but we were talking about all right like let's do a trip you know chattanooga tennessee is actually really cool too some hiking spots there but we were like yeah let's let's do a trip and then all of a sudden this started happening i'm like well wait till i wait till i get a place and you guys come visit and then we'll 
just dive in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the plane tickets are a fortune to get here, but once you're here, yeah. it's so fun. Yeah, but they can save money staying with me, so I'm not yeah. worried about that. Yeah, yeah, screw just, them. Just come out. <laughs> That's great. Now, um, you are originally an East Coaster, so this is your first time living on the West Coast? Yes. How are things on the West Coast? That's all I can think of. Um, that's cool. Where are you from originally? Connecticut. Where in Connecticut? Uh, Stars Hollow. <laughs> uh, that must have been so annoying. Well, uh, it's a little town called Norwalk. It's an hour. I just told people it's an hour outside of New York City because train ride takes like 50 minutes. So did you? Did that allow you the ability to go watch rad shows and stuff in All New York? All the time. Yeah. My dad actually works for Metro North with uh, the transit there and so i just would i didn't pay for a train i haven't paid for a train in years i just be like dad i'm gonna take your train pass go yeah. to the city and just yeah that in brooklyn a lot of cool venues in brooklyn too sure sure so. um recently uh there's this awesome kind of like circusy stunt i'm gonna get lit up for getting this wrong by somebody but um a place called house of yes and it's like a lot of nudity and like like a uh, body like torturing type things oh, for performance God. art it's a performance art space but then they have glass animals play a show there and i was like you have no idea how perfect that is so wow yeah there's like a lot of opportunity to be what you want to be there mm-hmm. and then i think music really eat that up plus it's new york so exactly that's awesome man so you grew up with snow and everything yeah and i i kind of miss it a little bit um my friends think i'm weird i actually like shoveling snow i enjoy it i mean terrible yeah you are weird (laughs) i remember one day it took me three hours to get to the radio station because of a blizzard that we were having and i left super early because i'm like all right i know people just don't know how to drive took me three hours to drive what would normally be a 25 minute ride oh why even bother i know but I, I don't know. It's just it's what I grew up with, yeah. you know? That's why you get the big jobs in Seattle and stuff is because you hustle <laughs> like that. Um, that's crazy. I can't imagine. The city must understand when people can't get places because it's um, because it's snowing and because it's crazy like that. Everyone must get it, right? They get it. But as far as, you know, radio, they're like, no, you know, you already know how crazy it's going to be. So you better leave five hours early. Like, you better be here on time. So... Um, and with the whole like live and local storm center stuff, like it, it's important, you know. Yeah. Um, people were out of power one year. I remember it was crazy. It was over three feet of snow, and we actually got um, stuck at the station. Um, we couldn't even open the glass doors outside because it had, uh, they were frozen shut. Wow. It was in- it was intense. Yeah. Wow. So did, did anyone die? Did you kill anyone and eat them? <laughs> no, but I actually had to like go on air and say, hey. <laughs> If you want to be like the superstar of the day, if you can actually get out of your driveway and have a plow, can you come help us? Like we are legit stuff. Do people just have plows there? Mm-hmm. Wow, you just, just throw like, them on their truck and just go. Yeah. Wow, I, I never even think about. I'm from the desert, so when it snows, it's like what the. F-? <laughs> <laughs> no one knows what to do. There's like three snowflakes, and people are just crashing into each other because they're so afraid of the snow. It's Snowmageddon. <laughs> what you're gonna find is that happens here too. We live in a city of seven hills now, six, um, but. When it snows, none of these places are prepared to handle that. We haven't had snow in a few years yet, but the last time it snowed like three times in one year, and it shuts the whole city down. Mm-hmm. Like they'll plan on like uh, I remember everyone went to the hotel across the street a few years ago because it was snowing, and they just put everyone that's essential on air up in a hotel because they need you to be able to walk across the street and get to work because exactly. you can't those hills. You can't you you I guess you could walk. Eventually, I don't know if you can get from, I guess, West Seattle, you could probably do it. Yeah, but you're not going to walk from Kent to <laughs> Seattle. It's just not, no. that's not a thing. And so the city gets so debilitated by it. I, I mean, I don't even think people that 
do snow regularly would be able to do it without like vehicles designed for that. Well, especially if the roads aren't you know seasoned or they're just not ready for it. Yeah. You know that that was the same thing in Atlanta. I don't even too. know what that means to be honest with you. <laughs> well, if they just if they haven't had snow on them, you know, like Connecticut, you know, after it snows, the roads are all messed up, and you know we need. Um, you know, to fix potholes and all that jazz. Um, but like in Atlanta, it was the same thing. I remember um, the year before I moved there, we were all kind of laughing because it looked like the walking dead. Like the streets there, everyone was just leaving their cars on the highway mm-hmm. and just abandoning them and just walking home and just doing what they had to do <sighs> because of a, what, dusting of snow? Like, <laughs> I get it, but it is kind of crazy. So because we're near mountains and stuff like that, it will dump snow here occasionally. You'll get a couple inches or whatever, which is a lot for Seattle. I mean, when it, have you found out yet when people when it's raining how people drive? Have you seen that yet? Um, Yeah, a little bit. How everyone is the worst driver in a place where it rains all the time? <laughs> it is mind-boggling how terrified everyone is, though. Um, but when it snows here, like Denny Hill over here... Um, It'll cover. It'll be covered in snow, and people will get out fast food trays and garbage can lids and whatever, and it'll be a party. There'll be people with music outside. Okay, it'll be cool. ten o'clock at night, and everyone's sledding <laughs> down the road. Snowboards are out. The people are ruining their skis and stuff just to like go out there and have fun going down this hill. And so that's the thing. And if you have a truck that can make make it up and down, you could make a sweet mint helping people that are stuck get unstuck. But there's just cars. Like the last time it snowed, there was just cars in the middle of an intersection, and no one could do anything about it, including the authorities. So it was like there was cops everywhere and stuff just like, all right, be back by this time in the morning. To We'll have a plan in place by then. And so there's just cars <laughs> sitting in the middle of the road just like, all right, I'll move my Honda here. So um, what's your uh, what's your impression so far of Seattle? How do you like it? Uh, I like it. Yeah, yeah. People have been friendly. I mean, you guys here Hesitant. are all awesome. Hesitant. Okay. No, I like it. No. <laughs> she hates um, you. No. She's pretending like it's okay. No. Um, my dog loves it. That's for sure. Yeah, um, I feel like you know she has more friends than I do already. Um, but yeah, we've uh, we've been to the the Plymouth Pillars dog yeah. park over here That's today. The freeway dog park. Yeah, today I'm gonna check out some other parks for her and stuff. Um, I know Green Lake. Yeah. Um, the what is it, like a three mile loop around there? Yeah, it's perfect. It's if you go around the outside of it, it's a perfect five k. They like designed Ooh. it so you can do that. And if you go the inner inner loop, which is fantastic, um, it's about two and something miles. And Green Lake's awesome. It's hard to get to surprisingly if you don't have a car. You have a car? Yeah, I do. Okay, so you'll be fine. But it's hard to get there surprisingly without a car. Transit is a difficult thing there, which I, blows my mind or whatever. But um, yeah, it's wonderful. It's Man Mid Lake in the middle of this big neighborhood, and there's tons of people out there. Tons of like good looking people out exercising. Sizing, tons of people, tons of kids out there running around doing their thing. It's um, it's a big like social destination for everybody, which is pretty cool. neat. Now, no one will talk to each other if you're a stranger, but um, <laughs> it's a thing you're gonna have. You okay? So uh, there's this notion: the Seattle freeze is a thing. Have you read about it? No, I have not. Okay, you should look this up because you'll okay. find that if you don't get in with a group of people that have a common interest, you'll be like, "Hey, strange person that's working at a job that's being nice to me, we maybe could be friends." And they're like, "Yeah, no." Have a great day. Um, it's this very. Uh, there's a phenomenon that they are that they say exists here, where it's hard to crack the the city. Now, so many people have come in from outside of town that it's changing a little bit. And if you move to any big new city, you have to be prepared for that. Like for where sure. it's like, how are you going to make friends in somewhere new or whatever? But Seattle's specifically notorious for being. If you haven't lived here for a year. Locals are have nothing to do with you. They'll be like, "What are you doing this weekend? I'm having an awesome party. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna have fire eaters and barbecues and all this." And wow, well, that sounds great. They're like, "Yeah, later." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I was hoping that maybe we could." Okay, never mind. So, um, 
you'll find quickly that the Seattle people are friendly, but not that friendly. Surface mm-hmm. friendly, passive aggressive. Okay. Um, okay. What have you checked out so far? Have you been anywhere? I mean, I know you've only been here for a couple weeks, but. Um, where have I been? Uh, well, I drove through Fremont and Ballard. Uh, got some amazing tacos in Fremont. Oh, what is it called? Yeah. See, I already forgot the place it was called. Um, but yeah, just uh, just walked around with my dog. See, I bring my dog with me because that I'm hoping because more people will talk to her. It's like I'm standing on the on the corner of the street and they're like, "Oh my god, you're so cute!" And I'm like, "Hey, you know." So they look up at you like, <laughs> no. "Oh yeah, human." Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, she's kind of like an icebreaker a little bit, yeah. like gets me to talk to people. Um, I did really random the other day. Uh, I met someone from New Haven, Connecticut, which was Perfect. that kind of blew my mind. Yeah, I had a question on the parking uh, meter thing, and I was like, "Hey." Quick question. He's like, I'm not from here. And I'm like, well, I'm not either. He's like, I'm from Connecticut. I was like, no, shit. So, yeah, me too. Uh, no crap. I mean, sorry. That's <laughs> no, all right. There's editing. Um, so, yeah. So, that was fun. But, um, yeah, as far as places I've checked out, um, yeah, I haven't really had a, a whole lot of time to, to dive in. But, like, uh, Mercer Mercer Street over here. Yeah. Um, walked around over there. I actually, South Lake Union, yeah. Yeah. Uh, boarded my dog for a couple days. I was in a, I was at a radio conference for a couple days in Minneapolis. So like, I brought her there, and they were super great. Like, so that's a solid place I could take her to. Um, there was a Saturday market, South Lake Union area. Yeah. Um, so after I picked her up, yeah, they had like a bunch of food trucks and walked through there. Got some, uh, a new cool necklace with like mountain range and stuff. Just. Do you ever go random. to the farmers markets in New York at all? Um, or Connecticut for that matter? Connecticut, yeah. You know how everything's real like inexpensive because it comes from the because it comes from the farms and mm-hmm. stuff here there's this phenomenon where we have all these farmers markets but like none of them are like you're paying top dollar for the stuff there it's all very expensive and it's kind of a mind blower that like that this is a business model to like i guess they're taking advantage <laughs> of the times or something mm-hmm. like that where people are willing and interested or whatever but it's very strange um, the city has uh i read the other day that it has over 150,000 dogs Really? And the city itself only has under 700,000 humans. Now, if you talk about the greater area, it's three and something million or whatever. But like Seattle City is for every four humans, there's one dog. That's awesome. (laughs) So it's a very, uh, there's more dogs than kids. Um, There's more, I'm just trying to think of Seattle things. This might be a rumor, but there's more bars than churches. Okay. Um, this is kind of a godless city, uh, except for in the music scene. It seems like there's a big, like, sort of like, um, there's like a religious uh, element that runs through a lot of it. And I think there's a lot of people that grow up playing music in the church or something like that, and then okay. they and then they transition into their own private lives or whatever. So that kind of comes with that. I haven't confirmed that yet, but that's my suspicion. Okay. Um, okay. So you're from Connecticut, where did, and you did radio there. Is that where you started? Yeah, I I started doing the grunt work, like street team, you know. Going in at what was your first station? Uh, classic Rock ninety five point nine. Classic Rock ninety five point nine. Yeah, with T Dog in the morning. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a station I grew up listening to. You know, yeah. on the way to high school and all that. So it was cool to just you know, I'm like, oh, cool, I'm driving the Fox van around like a 1988 Astro van. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> brakes don't work, but it's all good. Um, no, but it was great. Yeah, that's where I got my start. And, um, you know, I'd go, I'd be the person willing to go in at, you know, 5 a.m. on a Saturday morning to run the board for these really boring uh, gardening shows and sure. like brokered shows and all that. Um, but it was fine. Like, you know, got me um, where I needed to be. Yeah. And then uh, a new program guy came in and was like, why are there no females on these stations? And I was like, hey, pick I'm me. one of those things. <laughs> So it just sort of worked out. Okay, so it was the same. So did you grow up as a classic rocker then? 
Well, so I have two Led Zeppelin tattoos, and my dad's like, why? You know, he just doesn't get it. Um, but yeah. What's dad into? Dad is into the Moody Blues. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Doobie not, Brothers. So it's not like he's not into into at least that. How do you say it? It's, my dad's into classical symphonic music and okay. Elvis. Okay. Um, but then, like, everything else is, like, devil music. He would never say it that way. But that's, like, how I identify. Like, I remember I was trying to record a special on VH1 or something like that when I was uh, in, home from college or something like that. And it they played one that they – they played the, – the listing was for Nirvana, but instead it was Metallica. And he's, like – they watched the beginning of it, and they're, like, one of the things is, like, it was, like, tied into the Satan-worshipping scene or something. He's, like, why are you recording Satan-worshipping music on my VCR or whatever? I'm, like, what are you talking about? So yeah, I mean, at least he's in the rock and roll genre. At least we're talking guitars and stuff. Yeah, uh, he's he's a big Rat Pack dude too. Mm. Frank Sinatra and all that. I grew up listening to that, which I love too. So, um, but yeah, um, I guess I grew up. I mean, I was into you know when I was like fifteen, like Avril Lavigne, you know, all the all the top forty type music. But yeah, I started to get into Zeppelin around like sixteen, seventeen, and then the whole classic rock. But I'm also like. I mean, I've always loved alternative. Um, I think I was eight years old when my cousin was like, here, have my Bush cassette, you know, and like silver chair. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, all man. this music. Yeah. So um, wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm a classic rock chick. I'm just a rock chick in general. That's cool. OK. Um, was there an alternative station in Connecticut? Um, there is one alternative station, but it never really came through when I was younger because I'm just the, the range on yeah. um, the signal wasn't that great. Um uh, blanking. MRQ. MRQ. So where did you find out about alternative music then, if you didn't have a station doing that? Like, we were lucky I grew up with an alternative station, so like, how about, where did you find out about new music? Uh, my older cousins. Seriously, they would just, um, for Christmas, they bought me all my cassettes. Uh, Presidents of the United States of America. Sure. Green Day's Dookie. I mean, I was eight years old. My mom's like, you can't listen to that. So I'd have to, like, sneak it, you yeah. know, in my Walkman, like, outside, <laughs> just listening to my music. Um, yeah, like I said, Silverchair and Bush, uh, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. That album was something. You know. Something about Seattle that you're going to run into a lot is that the presidents have their hand in everything. Like they they're always doing something somewhere. They work with the station a lot, so like cool. you get to the point where the presidents are kind of a local band. I mean, obviously they've they've proven themselves a million times or whatever, but like. Right. They're a band that's uh, that do a lot of stuff. They play at the Fourth of July one time. And the next time it, they they do um, how, what's the name of it? On President's Day weekend, they do a couple shows at the Showbox every year. Oh, and awesome. it's like so. There's like a lot of opportunity to go and have fun with the presidents. They're cool. they're like a hometown favorite, which is a neat thing to have. Um, well, that's it. okay. So then you're in Connecticut. Was there a stop between there and Georgia? No, actually. So how long did you do radio in Connecticut then for? Like eight years. Okay. Um, I, I tried to get jobs. You know, I, I like drove to Boston. I drove to Poughkeepsie, New York, like just trying to, you know, yeah. um, branch out. But, you know, it was Atlanta that, you know, the guy there, um, his name's Troy Hansen. He's awesome. Shout outs to Troy Hansen, everybody. Exactly. Uh, yeah. He was like, hey, I have 10 hours a week I can give you on the weekends. You know, why, why not come down here? And so I was like, yeah, I mean... My family's like, you're crazy. You're moving to Atlanta for 10 hours a week. And I'm like, hey, you know how it is in this business. You have to move. If, if you want to make moves, you have to be willing to move yeah. and relocate. And, sure. Um, you know, it's where I got my coaching and stuff. And it, it's for me, it was a step that I needed to do because look where I am now. You yeah, know? It's like, of course. Um, you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll stay in the same town for forever and never. they'll always think of you as the kid. Yeah. And then you start hating life, and it's like, no, I do radio because I love it, <laughs> you know? 
I'm concerned that this whole time in the background there's been a fire alarm going off. Um, you could probably hear it a little bit if I really... <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that or not. But... I can hear it in my headphones. Um, but I'm concerned that it's been going now for at least 20 plus minutes. <laughs> Hopefully that building is not actually on fire. They put a message saying that it was okay, but sorry, I digress. Um, okay, so you start out as a street teamer and then you get on the air doing what? In what capacity? Um, Sundays. Yeah. Just Sundays, 10 to 3. Um, I think the first song I ever, well, not the song, but the first artist I remember talking up was Bruce Springsteen. Don't even know what I said. I don't, I don't even know if words ever actually formed. Uh, <laughs> I just like, oh, microphone, talk, push buttons. It's insane, right? It How about the first time you cracked the mic at the end? Were you shaking like a leaf? <laughs> shaking like a tail feather? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was You it really was did live intense. in Atlanta, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, cracking the mic here was just um, unreal. I mean, it, it still is. I, I don't think that feeling will ever go away here because I mean, I've been I've been streaming the end for years. Um, I mean, I told you I'd be sitting in my car on the way home um, for my waitressing job, just in traffic, listening to you and Pepper, and just um, I just I love this station. Not manly though. You hear that, manly? No, man- Not you. <laughs> no, it was just the just time. Just Greg of- <laughs> and Pepper. Just the timing of the You're day. You're going to give him a, a complex. He's going to be uh, really upset. He's going to really... I know John pretty well, and this is really going to blow his mind. I'll be sure to tell him for no, you, too. So I love badly. No. Yeah, okay. I'm sure. You, you haven't proven it, so that's, that's great. Um, so you Getting moved to... Atla- yeah, definitely. I love causing trouble like that. Uh, Ten hours a week is no... That's no guarantee of anything. That's an easy way to get stuck in a city where you don't know anybody and you don't have any money. So you made ends meet by waitressing? Well, funny thing. So I went out. I'm going to be an actress. Yeah, yeah. Let me go waitress. And, you know, and don't get me wrong, nothing about, nothing against serving or anything like that. I've done it for like six years. And um, so I was just like, all right, I'll do that. All the college kids were, were getting their jobs back. And like, they're just like, oh, we're not hiring. We're not hiring. And I went everywhere. I even went to the record stores and I was like, hey, I will gladly stack your vinyls. Please just hire me. Like, I need a job. I need to start making money. Yeah. Um, and then um, there was a guy at where I was working. He was leaving, and they needed someone quick just to fill in to do production during the week. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I know how to do that. You know, if you don't want to hire me for the job, that's fine. I'll just come in and get the hours at least. So after three months of doing it, they ended up hiring me because I, I made sure. I was like, you are going to hire me for yeah, this job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's cool because then you get – It's, I think there's a certain amount of appreciation that you get from having to do kind of a, a – I'll just say it, a kind of a crappy job. Like uh, having to do – serving is hard work. There's no – it's not fun. No. People – when it comes to food, people are just – they're not nice. And it's like, hey, I'm handling your food. <laughs> you know, Be a little bit nicer to me. Yeah, you dummy. There's things I could do back there. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like I don't want to have to resort to that, but you're being a real jerk. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's the case with everything. If you're doing stand-up comedy, like you got to make ends meet because it's so hard, especially when you're living – like Atlanta's not crazy expensive compared to Seattle, I don't no. think. But it's not inexpensive either. Where's the station in, in Atlanta? It's actually in a place called Sandy Springs. Okay. Oh, I'm waiting for you to start laughing. Sandy Springs, Georgia. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Oh, it's just it's just Flowery Branch, Georgia. There's a Sandy Springs. Oh. It's just I don't know, to me that's just such a southern <laughs> cute little town, you know. Bless their heart. That's that's the thing I learned about the South is that when you if you ever want to make fun of someone, you go, "Oh, she's just great. Bless her heart." Which is a immediate like, "She dumb." <laughs> <laughs> she dumb. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so the station's in Sandy Springs. It's, it's Okay, about, so you're not even in like the cool part of Atlanta or anything? No, but it was fine because it was a 12-minute ride to work. I took back roads. I didn't have to get on 285 or When you say ride, were you arriving by horse or like what was the... No, my Mazda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With that still had Connecticut plates on it, which is so of funny. course, of course. Just the rule is if you move somewhere new and you don't have the right plates, don't put a local anything on there. Don't put a Mariners if you move to Seattle or mm-hmm. a, the end or whatever until you get your new plates. Then put the bumper stickers on it because the cops obviously know that you're you live there if you start adopting the local stuff. Right. So I moved to Vegas and it was three hundred dollars a year to register your car. And I was like, well, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool stickers. And my boss is like, no. You can't do that. Um, it, the so okay. So George, you're wearing an Amoeba music shirt. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I am. And so you're a record store person saying that you want to get jobs at record stores. When you were in Atlanta, the record store culture is actually pretty cool there. Did you grow up with record stores in Connecticut and stuff, or did you have to travel to somewhere like New York to see Rad Shops? Um, well, I actually found a record store. It wasn't even looking online. I, I was just walking around um, this little area called Tokenique Road um, in Darien, Norwalk, where I was growing up, and I found a place called Johnny's Records. And I'm just like, what? How, how did I not know? How long has this been here? <laughs> Went in, and Johnny is the one behind the counter. Wow. Just Yeah. And we became friends to the, to the point where um, I was like, hey, the last Zeppelin vinyl that I need to finish my collection is Led Zeppelin 1. I'm like, any way you can order it, I don't care if it costs 50 bucks, I don't care if it's a new remastered version, Like, I just need it to yeah. complete my, my... And he was like, yeah, I can do that for you. So cool. I, it took a few weeks, but he did. And, uh, and then he started ordering new stuff, you know, Coldplay and everything. You know, he had Adele, he had uh, Foles, you know, just... Um, a lot of a lot of new stuff. Radiohead. Um, so it wasn't just his old milk crates, but that's how it started out. But yes, that was a long-winded answer. Sorry. No, I'm, th- <laughs> but that's what I want. I'm just I'm, I'm curious to know how like how you get shaped musically and stuff. Like, do you have a friend? I guess it's your cousin probably. But do you have like a friend that like always blows your mind with like knowing the new music before everyone else? Is there a person in your life that's like that pushes stuff to you to be like, hey, check this out, check this out. Um, yes, actually, uh, one of my friends, Teresa, she, she used to work for this, uh, Songza app. I don't know if it's still going on, but, um, kind of like a, a tune in a little bit, like a tune in app. Um, but Listen she... to the end on tuneinradio.com or whatever it is on the tune in app. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she would be the person to say, Hey, I think you would really dig these guys or like, Oh my God, the song has you written all over it. And so she would just send me stuff all the time. And she would actually, she started getting me into the new indie stuff. Um, she started getting me into the new indie stuff. So, yeah, my friend Teresa, shout out to her. Yeah. Um, and then we became concert buddies. So every time we wanted to go to a show, I'm like, hey, first time I saw Fits in the Tantrums was with her cool. for 12 bucks in Brooklyn. It was amazing. Um, yeah, so I would say Teresa. But, yeah, as far as, like, um, finding record stores, I just I literally just stumbled upon the store. And then it was right down the street from where I was waitressing. So sometimes when I'd get off work, I'd just go and hang out and, like, just talk to people about music. That's just what I like to do, you know? Just wait till the internet teaches you that you hate talking to people about music. <laughs> no, I'm sure you've been on the internet before and know this thing that I've just said, but um, that's so cool. Yeah, I was in, uh, I happened to be in Atlanta for Record Store Day a couple years ago. Um, and okay. so we went to Little Five Points where there's a couple rad record stores that I don't remember the name of. And, Criminal um, Records? Maybe. Uh, there a was, wax and Facts? There was, uh, 
I don't remember what it was. We'll look it up. But it's um, there was just rad stores down there, and I was so surprised at Atlanta because it's known for being kind of like the cultural epicenter of that kind of southern hip hop mm-hmm. uh, and southern rap it comes from places like Atlanta. And so to find that there was such a strong counterculture to that as well in like an, an indie culture in Little Five Points, which is a rad neighborhood. It is. Um, that was that was fantastic, and so I guess if you go most places that have enough population, you find something. Now, have you been to any record stores here yet? Um, no, but I have a couple. Like I wrote a couple down that I, I definitely wanted to go check out. Um, so yeah, that, that that could actually be something I do this weekend too. Um, if uh, I, I don't know, everyone will have a different take on this, but if you want to walk. There's everyday music. If you uh, yes. you're you're vinyl, is that your thing? Yeah, vinyl. Okay, so if you like vinyl, then if you want to walk, uh, everyday music up on Capitol Hill. There's just a, oh, but the block party's going on this weekend. So check it out. Maybe when you're up there for block party, because okay. right there by the entrance, uh, you'll find that there, and it's that's a rad store that has so much vinyl, which is really cool. But then um, Easy Street Records used to there used to be two locations, but now Easy Street is like the iconic Seattle record store in West Seattle. Okay. Um, it's a drive over there, but they also have a cafe in there. So if you get there at a reasonable time, you can get yourself a, you can get yourself breakfast, or you can get yourself a, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I guess they probably run pretty late, but it's cool. So you can shop, and they always got rad music playing in the background, like any record store. And you go upstairs, and there's a full upstairs that's just all that, and it's got such a huge history, and is on such a rad street and part of West Seattle. And it's like West cool. Seattle is where all the, um, it's where all the, not all of them, but like a lot of the famous guys that you know from Seattle music live. Okay. Your Eddie Vedders and stuff. They like when you see Eddie last time they played here he was wearing his West Seattle shirt. So he doesn't represent Seattle, he represents West Seattle. Okay. Which is interesting. <laughs> um I guess they're all spread out now, but like uh Ben from Soundgarden lives over there and they hang out at the Very cool. Feedback Lounge. You'll run into Soundgarden guys just there drinking. Because they're just normal humans that like to go to the bar and yeah. <laughs> talk and listen to music and be friends and stuff. So um, that's very cool. Yeah, I imagine that like the places you've lived, there haven't been like a lot of a lot of uh, celebrity musicians around and stuff that you would be pumped to run into. Um, Andre three thousand. Yeah, he would be hanging out at the bars in Atlanta. <sighs> yeah, I mean he lives there too. But yeah, my, my my friend texted me one day. She's like, "Oh my god, I need to get down here. Andre three thousand is just hanging, kicking it, like enjoying the music." I'm like, "All right, let's do it." Um, so he was the only one in Atlanta, but I'm I mean, he's think. such a huge creative mind and stuff too. That's rad. Here, like you'll like McCready from Pearl Jam and okay. Stone is around, and and you like Duff McKagan has his hands in everything. Like oh, you'll run into just Guns and Roses guys, just like like at events and stuff. It's a it's a regular thing to have these, and they all support the community really well, cool. um, which is a fascinating thing about him. Now, have you ever ridden on a ferry before? Um, yes. Yes, okay. I have. Yeah. I guess in New when York, I, maybe? Yeah, when I was younger. Now, ferry culture here is awesome, and you have to try and ride them and go weird places. Okay. Um, what do you do in your free time when you're not listening to music real loud, as you told me on the air the other day? <laughs> or... Uh, when you're not doing that or you're not on the radio, what's your what's your free time look like? Um, really just, I know it sounds weird, I'm kind of a wanderer, really just like walking around. You know, sometimes, I, I don't get me wrong, I, I love being on my couch and, and watching Netflix as much as the next person. What's but, your show? What are you watching right now? Uh, right now, Orange is the New Black, New Season. Okay. I just started it. Cool. I'm behind, but yeah. But it- I just like to, to walk around and... You know, I, I can't sometimes, I don't know if it's the ADD or whatever, but I just can't um, sit still for too long. That's, um, I get it. 
it's uh, I'm the same way. Life is fleeting, and so mm-hmm. I don't like to just. It drives my fiance crazy. I don't. I don't like to just sit and do nothing. Like, and I consider doing nothing watching TV. Like, I just. Yeah. I can't. It gets after like an hour. I start getting frustrated that I've wasted so much time. Mm-hmm. Not in bed before bed. Gilmore Girls, essential. <laughs> but um, especially in a town like this where it's so walkable. So when yeah. you, when you pick where you live, when you settle down, make sure there's like stuff within walking distance, or at least an easy ride to somewhere where you can have walking distance. Yes, because there's a lot of stuff. Um, okay, so your what's your job at the end? What do you have to do? What do I do here? Um, well, I talk from <laughs> ten to three. Yeah, which is very cool. Um, and then uh, I'm doing the social media stuff. I mean, we all we all do social media, but just sort of being a, a point person, I guess. Trying to social media captain, captain, yeah, captain hat, um, yeah, and then just uh, you know events and everything like that. Summer camp, I'm really excited for summer camp. Cool. Like, I mean, before, like I said before, I got this job and you guys are talking about it. I'm like, oh, and I was even thinking, I'm like, what if I just went out there for summer camp? That would be ridiculous, but <laughs> and crazy expensive. I, I'm sure that we would have given you free tickets. I'm sure that we could have <laughs> arranged that for sure. Because Atlanta, we didn't have any. Um, the, the alternative station that I was working for, and when I say work for, I wasn't really on the air for. I did do the local show. It was one hour on Sunday night. So, um, but we didn't have our own concert that we put on. We had Music Midtown, which was a ama- you know amazing concert, two days, yeah, two day music festival. But it wasn't ours. Like this is the end summer camp. So this is just very cool. And we do uh, deck the hall ball later in the year, yes. and that one's the opposite of. It's all boxed in. It's inside an arena. It's not outside in the grass and having fun. And it's a rad, like I said, rad like a hundred times now. But it's a great juxtaposition. We have these two big events. It couldn't be more different. Awesome. It's super fun. Okay, so like, I'm not one to really think this way. So I'm curious to see if you are or not. Um, when you found out that you're working at the end, and it's hard to imagine now because you just started. But where does your journey take you? beyond the end what's the what's the end game when you're bouncing around the country doing radio well see i'm hoping that this will be my home trl mm-hmm. you're gonna go to trl and be on mtv every day <laughs> no. oh, okay sorry <laughs> no i'm i'm hoping that that this will be it you know yeah. um i mean if it's not it's not but this this is a dream come true for me like this you know what when I even started talking to um, the bosses here yeah. and uh, who have just been... Shout-outs to Leslie, who's probably listening to this and mad at me for talking so much about you not being from here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Leslie's just been amazing from day one, and Dave, too, Dave Richards. Um, yeah, it just was... Whenever I, whenever it just started, I was like, oh, oh my goodness. Like, when... You know, when Pepper was leaving, I was like, oh, my goodness, no, like, who am I going to listen to? You know, like, this this sucks. And, um, you know, I reached out to her because um, she's been really cool and supportive, too. If there's um, one person that supports women in radio, yeah, like, the feminism runs strong in Pepper. She's the raddest. I miss her a lot. So. Yeah, no, she's been super awesome. And she was like, you know, she congratulated me. And, like I said, she's been super supportive. Um, but, yeah, I just, it was just one of those moments where it's like, Wait, what? I get to work at my dream station? Like this doesn't happen. Um and it doesn't you know, it doesn't happen to me. So um yeah, I'm really hoping that this will this will be my home. How does it feel to go from doing shifts on the weekends here and there to now being an instrumental voice 
on a big radio stick like this? It, if I can be 100% completely honest. I would it, hope you would be, yes. Yeah, it is um, intimidating, um, but in the best way. It's scary, exhilarating. Um, you know, like I said, when I cracked that mic, just all, all these feelings, but it's just so, it's just so awesome. I want you to tell me the day when you realize that it's been a while since you felt like you weren't at home. Like, when you get here, to the, from my experience, when I got to the end, I felt like I was on borrowed time for a long time because I was still so blown away by the fact that I worked in this rad building with all these cool people that do amazing things. Then at some point, it felt like my station. It felt like where, it, you know, I, I worked in one market for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And... um that was home always. That was my station. And now I think about that station, and I'm like, oh, gross. <laughs> um, because this is home now. And so I want at some point when you feel comfortable with where you're at and you feel like you've made your own impression upon the place to speak up about that because I want to see how long it takes different people. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay. Well, um, Alyssa is on the radio from 10 a.m. till 3 p.m. every day, and you can find her on the internet. What is your? What are your handles? Where can we find you? Um, on Twitter, um, at Alyssa on the end. Okay. Uh, Instagram, I just changed it at Alyssa page one zero seven seven. Okay. And then just just Alyssa. Okay. You know, everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> Go one zero seven seven the end dot com to find out more, to see a picture of her, to read uh, the stuff that she's going to start posting on there, to uh, follow us on all our social too, because she'll be instrumental in directing all of that. Yeah. You got a Snapchat. Um, yes, it's... <laughs> Sounds like you use it a lot. <laughs> uh, it's LP323, which that was... Lincoln what... Park. Yeah. <laughs> what, what area code is 323? LA. Yeah. No, okay. it's actually my birthday. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 323? Mm-hmm. I'll be adding that to my phone right now. Oh, Alyssa, no. thank you for coming in on a Saturday to talk to me. Thank you, Gregor, for inviting me to do this. It's been very fun. You've been listening to So You're in Seattle with Gregor. Follow him on Twitter at HeyGregor. Find more episodes online at SoYou'reInSeattle.com. So You're in Seattle is a burrito butt production. Yeah, you're a good dog chowder. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.